The following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Long time no talk to. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, February 20th, 2022, first show of this year. And thank you for joining us for the Walking Dead online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media. Tonight's show, as every show we do, contains spoilers up through the last episode that aired and possible content from anything from current AMC official promo materials. So, typically we start this show a half hour before the new episode airs live each week with recap from the previous episode and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 p.m. we go dark or mute and we'll watch the new episode together and then rate the episode between 1 to 10, 1 being, oh my God, this is terrible dumpster fire, get it away from me, and 10 being, this is perfect, more please. And we will also give commentary during the commercial breaks. We'll also give our listeners trivia on the show as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. Our show is spoiler and comic free, so please don't discuss either any spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about what we know from the show that's presented to us. Alrighty, welcome to the final season of The Walking Dead Classic. We're at the first of two mid-season openers. Uh, We had a regular season opener, and now this is the mid-season opener number one. Episode nine of 24 total, followed by The Talking Dead tonight around 11 p.m. or earlier immediately following the new episode. And I'm going to pause here. And give some applause and welcome thanks to Joan, one of our regulars. She just squeaked in before we went live. So I want to say thank you for coming. Always appreciated. Okay. Number two, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Season 7, Episode 9, mid-season premiere for them will return immediately following The Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 16, which is, that will air on the 10th of April. And Fear, in the mid-season premiere, will pick up the following weekend, April 17th, as I had been predicting for several weeks and telling you guys. For those who may be slightly behind, Walking Dead World Beyond, the two-season thing that, quote, took place up in upstate New York, but was really in Richmond. That has ended. So they have a segue in some of their plot devices. They may end up with the Rick movies or somehow connected to everything else. They're doing, again, the other said there would be no crossover episodes. There's totally crossover episodes everywhere. And they're leading to the other thing they said would never happen, which is everything merging into one big plot. Pretty sure that's what we smell coming. And I'm fine with that. I wanted that to be the answer. and I didn't know why they bothered with all the protesting. Okay, number four is now 2023, in which we will see the fourth series coming. Uh, still, thus far, unnamed spinoff hosted by, well, fronted by Carol and Daryl. Not really hosted. It's not a talk show. All right, I'm going to check the chat room real quick, see if Joan has anything to add. Not at this time. I'm going to actually just double-check in real real quick and make sure I can be heard. Can I? Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> just making sure. Alrighty, so the next part, summer 2022, they've already started working on it. I did tell you guys several times this was coming, and now it is. Uh, this coming summer will be the fifth show, the sixth episode anthology, Tales of the Walking Dead. Filming began in January of this year. Channing Powell, whose name you should recognize from writing several episodes for the entire franchise, I think both Fear and Walking Dead Classic, Channing Powell is going to be their showrunner. Uh, She's also working with Scott Kempel on this. There may be more than one season. We have six 
episodes of anthology, but they're starting to refer to it as season one. So I think maybe these might be a sometimes food in between other stuff. I guess that's how they're going to do it. Scott Gimple says it's possible one episode will feature the full plane crash sequence from World Beyond's pilot episode, Brave. He has talked about that quite a bit, actually, so I'm fairly certain that's happening. Gimple also hinted at Madison Clark from Fear possibly appearing in an episode. Now, remember, Tales of the Walking Dead are standalone snips where they might go back and tell some of the stories that didn't get told fully the first time or prequels to characters that we know and love. We can see, you know, I tell you the one, I've mentioned this to you guys before, the one that I really badly would love to see them do, if they can manage, is to do a thing in Texas that encompasses from when Al interviewed Abraham all the way up through their travels to when I guess when they met people in Atlanta because that whole story of how Abraham and Rosita and Eugene got together the story hasn't been properly told and since they bothered to connect it to Al they may as well tell that whole part and I'd really love to see that one um, I'm not seeing anything from Joan and I'm Hoping that I can be heard, and I guess we will find out shortly. It's 8.37, so I'm going to go ahead and continue with my catching up of notes and everything else. So the next one, number six, Dead in the Water. This has already happened, but I like to keep you people apprised. Um, I actually haven't watched it. Actually, no. Pardon me, my notes are old. It turns out that when they said they were going to be working on it, it was supposed to be ready in fall of 2021. It wasn't. Um, so Dead in the Water is a mini prologue from Fear, and it's going to be webisodes. Like a lot of these things have just been stuff you can go see on YouTube or whatever or on amc.com. So they first rumored that it was happening in March 2021, it's a digital exclusive webisode series telling the story of the USS Pennsylvania from the end of season six of fear. Still no further details have been posted since fall of 2021. So we really dead in the water may be dead in the water. I don't know. <laughs> Alrighty. Call in to speak with the host tonight at 914-338-0314. You can call anytime tonight, but I really like it when you guys call before nine o'clock because then we can talk a whole lot more freely and you're welcome to go ahead and call during the live show, but you will be screened and muted until the commercial break and we can talk on the air. If the phones are not your thing, we do have a live chat room. You're welcome to join us and you can listen to the show real time while you're in there, as well as go back to that link after the show and download the episode that we just did after the fact. It usually takes it about five minutes to load in the machine. And I post the links for that on our Facebook page on my Twitter and my social media, so please feel free to avail yourself of them and share them. If you're unable to join us in real time this evening or any evening, you can still go to each episode's link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 for later listening. Click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page, and you can also download this and prior episodes on iTunes. Joan has gotten herself figured out. She can hear me. Hooray. Um... She's having computer issues that appear to be resolved now, and I'm actually going to give you applause for that because I know your computer's been naughty. Bad, bad, naughty computer, no biscuit. Okay, so Joan is back with us, which makes me super happy. And let's go ahead and start talking about tonight's episode and catching up all the news. Okay, so tonight's Walking Dead episode is entitled No Other Way. The official AMC synopsis is Daryl, Maggie, Gabriel, Negan, and Elijah battle the Reapers for food. Aaron and the Alexandrians must survive a storm. I'm not sure why they're doing the storm thing again. They did that between Richmond and Alexandria. They had like Stormzilla and they were holed up in an abandoned barn somewhere. So the storm thing's been done. I don't know why you're doing this. Um, as we often do for you guys, additional synopses, I have two. Um, this first one is from comicbook.com. The Walking Dead fans react to final season part two premiere, No Other Way. Now, 
it says the fans react, but they do kind of nerf what they're revealing. Like they're talking about things to come and not so much. It's not very spoiler is what I'm trying to say. Um, this was written on the 13th by Cameron Bolomono, who is one of their main uh, article authors. Uh, pardon me just a moment. I'm having a little bit of a wrist problem, and I have a wrist guard on there that I need to take off in order to be able to type and do things on the board for you guys. Okay, so is the second uh, synopsis, extended synopsis. Um, going back to just check on Joan, and Joan says, yay, Talking Dead is on right after Walking Dead. The schedule says 10.04, so when I told you all it was on at 11, they are not extending the mid-season premiere for a really long time. I'm actually thankful for that. So I guess if the episode itself is over around 10.04, I imagine we're going to start seeing Talking Dead tonight at about between 10.05 and 10.10. So about 10 o'clock, get your drinks, go potty, and get ready. Okay, so let's go back to the synopsis. Um, it says it contains, the article contains spoilers for the first part of Walking Dead Season 11, but no spoilers for tonight's episode. Yes. Um, the Walking Dead returned with its final season, Part 2, premiere Sunday on AMC, and um, they actually could get it a week earlier on AMC Plus, but I I tend not to do that because I want to have a fresh reaction to stuff along with you guys. And fans are sharing their first spoiler-free reactions to no other way. The episode, which comicbook.com calls a fresh and twisty action-packed premiere in our mid-season return review, won't air on AMC until February 20th. Remember, this is written on the 13th. Um, AMC Plus subscribers can get it. I'm not even going to read you that part. You all know that. Part 2 premiere picks up where October's Part 1 finale for Blood left off with a war over Meridian. And i got to tell you guys, I understand that it's been several years into this scenario now, but if they're going to use locations like actually being in and or near Washington, D.C., they should use the names of locations that exist because if you don't do that, I don't see the point in being specific and using that high a profile of a location. The point of doing that is to take advantage of assumptions and imagery that the audience has about that location. If you go to Hawaii, you don't have people in snow boots. You know, it, it, it's just a smaller version of that same principle. Okay, so let me go back to the synopsis, or let me continue. The... Uh, first part of the expanded final season ended with Maggie and Daryl waging war on the Reapers, the commando chosen ones serving under Pope. But when Leah kills Pope, pinning his murder on Daryl, she launches the, I, I can't remember, Joan, do you remember how you pronounce the name of this weapon? The H-W-A-C-H-A. That's that thing with all those arrows. It fires hundreds of rocket-propelled arrows at Gabriel and Negan. Oh, Gabriel, Elijah, and Negan. Is it Huacha, I guess? I don't want to assume anything, but if you happen to find anywhere online where it tells you the proper pronunciation of that, I can share it with our listeners. Back home in Alexandria, Aaron and Rosita take charge as the storm-battered community holds off the Walker invasion, trapping Gracie and Judith in a quickly flooding cellar. In no other way, the Alexandrians fight the dead as the Meridian group fights the living in a premiere twisting the three-part finale season into a, pardon my hiccups, fresh and different direction. Like, that's an actual quote. Uh, see what fans are saying below. Uh, okay, they have a, a few, like, people's tweets and stuff. Let me see if there's anything fun I want to share with you guys. Um, okay, this is non-spoilery. Uh, Tom, who is Coco Rosita on Twitter, says, I've not seen one person complain about 1109. Literally everyone who has watched it is saying what an amazing episode it was. This makes me so happy, man. I feel everyone has been so negative about this show this season, so this feels refreshing. Hashtag TWD. Uh, let me see if there's anything else. Um, somebody who is LU3Z underscore... I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. 
Um, 11.09 is insane. My favorite episode of season 11 so far. So glad TWD is back. Probably someone in Europe because they spell uh, favorite with a U. Um, there's a lot of people. Basically, there are like 15 tweets here about how good it is, which doesn't necessarily mean it is good, but the tweets could be had. I, I'm assuming these are all people that got a peek at it on AMC plus. So they already know what's going on. Um, that is the end of that article. So I am coming down to grab the second synopsis. It, it's sort of not entirely a synopsis, uh, but it's kind of like a up and coming, you know, a teaser, but typing instead of a YouTube trailer. Um, so this is from Yahoo news. Um, it's from Insider, which I think is the entertainment branch of Business Insider, if I'm not mistaken. And it says, The Walking Dead will return in February. A new trailer for Part Two's premiere teases Carol, Daryl, and more at the Commonwealth community. And this is not a spoiler because it's been all over the promotional stuff. It is very clear that Alexandria and the Commonwealth now fully meet tonight. And some people are going back and forth between the two communities. I find this super weird because they have played it both like the Commonwealth is in Ohio and also in southern West Virginia. And it's all geographically implausible. And I thought Princess was in Pittsburgh. She could have been Philly, but I thought Pittsburgh. I'm going to double check and see if Joan has corrected anything that I've said, if she happens to know. Um, She said she found one audio pronunciation of Watch Out, but can't quite get it i pronounce it fire cart (laughs) okay you know i I can pronounce fire cart so i might stick to that until i get the name properly sorted out um okay so let me pull up the other article the walking dead will return february 2022 a new trailer okay i just read to you guys that part and there's photos um the alexandrians this is announced on yahoo news the Alexandrians are heading to the Commonwealth to join Ezekiel, Princess Yumiko, and Eugene. It doesn't say it's for good and doesn't really say why. I'm assuming it's because trying to get food down there is hard. But at the same time, we do still have a plot line where people are trying to do exactly that. So I guess we'll have to see how that all shakes out. Um, do, do, do. There's a trailer. Okay, here's the part two synopsis from AMC. So, therefore, official material, not spoilers. This February, The Walking Dead returns with many of our heroes fighting imminent hellfire under Reaper attack, while others battle Mother Nature's torrential wrath in Alexandria. For all, their world is literally crashing down around them. Meanwhile, life in the Commonwealth is not as idyllic as it seems. For some, hope will be renewed. Others will be pushed past the point of no return. Uh, One truth holds tight. Lives hang in the balance with each decision drastically changing their future, their chances of survival, and the state of each community. Um, Oh, I am going to mention to you guys, if you were playing with the trailer a while ago, they did something in the trailer that kind of was a tell about some of the cliffhangers on Sunday's episode. And there's been some noise about that. It has died down, so I don't want to point at it too hard. If you don't really know what this is referring to, I wouldn't chase it now because the episode's going to be on in, in like 10 minutes. Um, so just go ahead and watch it. But the short of it is that the trailer for part two gave away some stuff about tonight's episode at too early in advance. So that was kind of naughty. Um, I didn't actually... Watch it. it says, with that in mind, here are a few big things we noticed in the new teaser for part two. Um, this might name some of the stuff that they blew, but I don't think so. Daryl, Maggie, Negan, and Father Gabriel seem to escape the Reaper raid on Sunday's upcoming part one finale as they all appear safe. Well, except Negan's face, you know, because Negan did get something's marked on there. I don't know if he got shot or shrapnel or exactly what that was. So he's got some spots on his face. It looks like he's got liver disease, but I know that he got wounded at the end of that episode. 
Um, Judith appears to be fine. Gracie's nowhere in sight, making us a bit concerned for her safety and Aaron's mental state, which has been deteriorating. Meanwhile, Dog seems to choose Daryl over Leia and returns back to Alexandria with him. Well, I don't know that she didn't put Dog up to that. I, you know, she's had Dog longer, so I don't. I think that could be a red herring. I don't really know. Jerry makes it through the storm. They, these are in the trailer that's out there, and AMC hasn't pulled it. So I'm going to go ahead and say these things. Carol, Daryl, and Rosita are among the Alexandria survivors to make it to the Commonwealth. And that's because they are already in promo materials about that happening. So obviously they're alive or this wouldn't be in there. Could this be the catalyst which leads to Carol and Daryl spinoff? It's hard to imagine those two thriving inside the community, the Commonwealth community. I do know there is part of a trailer where Daryl and Rosita appear to have some kind of role in the community, at least at first. So they're going to at least go there and see what's up. Um, Pamela Milton, the leader of the Commonwealth, will be introduced in the second batch of episodes. We already knew this. I think she will be introduced tonight, as a matter of fact, because if you remember the end of last episode, they were mentioning it. This Sunday's part one finale, that's the one that was in October, shows the Reapers defending Maggie's home in Meridian from the Walker herd. The Alexandrians defend their home from an impending torrential downpour. AMC also announced the entire next, next batch of eight episodes will continue to be available a week in advance on AMC+. Plus. They, they've been doing that for a while. I don't really think that's news. Okay, so there's that. It's 8.52. Let me check in the chat room. Joan has mentioned uh, something else. Apparently, Firecart is, in fact, the translation from the Korean word. Okay, Korean word, watch out, H-W-A-C-H-A. I do not speak Korean, so I am taking a leap of faith that what the Internet says is how it goes. Um, the Watcha fires up to 200, pronounce this either, S-I-N-G, saying I-J-E-O-N, and I'm not even going to try. If I have any friends or any listeners who actually do speak decent Korean, please could you correct me and tell me how this is supposed to be said. Um, Joan says it translates to fire arrow rocket. So, you know, her cute euphemisms for it are actually fairly valid as translations go. So I, I think, you know, fire cart and fire rocket are perfectly acceptable to me. I think that's exactly the way that we can refer to them. Okay. Uh, we have about six to seven minutes. So let's try to get into writers and directors profiles. We will have a little bit of time. Um, tonight's episode is written by Corey Reed, who has written several, and directed by John Amiel, who is new, A-M-I-E-L. Okay, Corey Reed, born in 74 in L.A. He's the son-in-law of producer Jeremy Stevens. He's been married to Nellie Stevens-Reed since May of 2008. Reed is a, um, he's an American television writer and producer who has served as a writer for uh, Walking Dead, since season five. Uh, Corey started in the industry as a writer on the television series Medium. He was praised for his writing style, and that got him a place as a main writer for the TV series Da Vinci's Demons. He has also written for other less-known TV series. Reed has also been a script coordinator and writer and story editor for the TV show Medium. Corey has written 19 prior Walking Dead episodes, going back to Season 5, Episode 3, Four Walls and a Roof. And the last one prior to tonight is Season 10, Episode 17, Home Sweet Home. Tonight's episode will be the 20th he has written for the franchise. Reed has also been a supervising producer for 16 episodes, 2014 and 15, and co-executive producer for 94 episodes, 2015 to the present. He has been on Talking Dead four times, in 2016, after Season 6, Episode 4, Service. In 2018, after Season 8, Episode 3, Warning Signs. In 2020, after Season 9, Episode 16, Original Finale, A Certain Doom. Oh, Actual Finale. Pardon me. My bad. And 2021, after Season 9, Episode 23, Home Sweet Home. 
Uh, let me check in the chat room, and Joan has not added anything further, so let's keep going. We've got about four minutes. We can probably fit the bio in. I'll try. John Amiel. John was born in London to parents who grew up in the East End. Amiel's grandparents are immigrants Isaac and Mary Amiel, Polish and Russian Jews. He attended the William Ellis School in Highgate before studying English literature at Sydney Sussex College uh, in Cambridge, which I assume is part of Cambridge University. And he graduated in 1969. He's in his 70s now. After studies in English literature, Amiel graduated from Cambridge University and ran the Oxford and Cambridge Shakespeare Company, which often toured the U.S. He became the Hampstead Theatre Company's literary manager and began directing there and then relocated to the Royal Shakespeare Company. He's married to Tara Fuchella, and they have two kids. Emil joined the BBC as a story editor, studying television directing, and he did TV work through the late 70s and early 80s, scoring attention in 85 with Silent Twins, an unforgettable recreation of the tragic Silent Twins, June and Jennifer Gibbons, who spoke only to each other. Airing during the same year, Marjorie Wallace's nonfiction book, The Silent Twins, was published by Prentice Hall. The docudrama was the BBC selection for entry at the Locarno and Montreal Film Festivals. As noted in Stephen Gilbert's biography of Dennis Potter, Amiel was working on The Silent Twins when Kenneth Trod gave him the six singing detective scripts. After international acclaim for The Singing Detective, Amiel's feature film debut, Queen of Hearts, premiered at Cannes, was named Best First Film at the Montreal Festival, and won the Birmingham Festival's Best British Feature Film Award. Amiel's Tune in Tomorrow. Oh, Amiel's Tune in Tomorrow. That's the whole title. My bad. Based on Mario Vargas Losa's Aunt Julia, the scriptwriter, won the Deauville Festival's Pre-Public Public Prize. He followed with the period drama Summersby in 93, the thriller Copycat in 95, The Man Who Knew Too Little in 97, and moved into Action Adventure with Entrapment in 99 and The Core in 2003. Um, it's 8.58, so I don't know if I'll complete this. I'll try. Emil was a mentor at the second annual Hatch, H-A-T-C, capital H, audiovisual festival in Bozeman, Montana. Hatch is a film and arts festival that focuses on mentoring and inspiring student, independent, and up-and-coming filmmakers and artists. Um, He's won five awards and had an additional nomination. For a total of six, he won five of them. Um, I will get you guys a list later. It was kind of extensive and messy. Uh, Amiel's been working in the industry since roughly the early to mid-80s and has also been a writer, script, and continuity person and a producer. He has 45 director's credits, including working on The Tudors, 2008, The Borgias, 2012, Once Upon a Time, 2013, and American Gods in 2021, and a whole bunch of stuff in between, but these are things that I've actually heard of. Um, He's also working on a future director's project called Masterwork with writer Mark Gottlieb, G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B. Tonight is his first work anywhere in the Walking Dead franchise, and we're looking forward to it. He's also slated to direct next week's episode 10, New Haunts. And with that, I'm going dark, and I will see you guys at the first commercial break. Thanks for joining us. Okay, guys, it's 9.04, and we're actually already at commercial break number one. Um, Going back over to the chat room real quick. Opening score, Joan is starting with a 5.5. I'm actually... I'm going to go 575. I'm kind of digging the secret hidden passageway thing. I I may be a little bit generous because I like it, but um, also Joan has mentioned a little ahead of, of when I announced it, Lynn Collins is on Docking Dead tonight, so possibly no more Leah. I, we've had a lot of people come on the show who are still alive, so I'm not sure that's enough. <laughs> They've kind of dispensed with the old traditions a lot. But it is possible. I mean, honestly, I feel like Leah's on borrowed time now after what she did to Daryl. So I, I think that's possible. All right. I have finished the bio. 
for John Amiel. And now let's go to trivia for tonight's episode. Tonight's episode is the 162nd episode of Walking Dead ever. It's the last appearance of Agatha as a corpse. I'm not sure where that will be. We'll figure it out. Uh, By the way, the original plot summary for this episode was to be as follows. Hellfire rains down on those at Meridian as every fight with the Reapers proves to be a brutal battle. At home in Alexandria, the violent rainstorm rages on as walkers continue to pour in, threatening everyone's safety, including Judith and Gracie. I don't think that's far from where we actually ended up. Okay. We have little trailers for several shows, so I'm keeping an eye on the TV because I think we might be going back in a minute. Um, The next on the list is co-stars for tonight. I'm waiting to start announcing that. Yes, we are. Oh, no, that's Interview with a Vampire. They're making a new TV series. Um, I have friends who worked on it, and it's supposed to not be that bad, so don't make that face. Let's give it a chance. Uh, Tales of the Walking Dead has started filming. I haven't gotten, I, I mentioned it a little in the beginning, but they started working on that in January, just so you know. Lot uh, There's like a giant long thing of trailers for stuff that's going on. Uh, AMC Plus. Okay. Are we going back? We are. I'll see you guys at break number two. Okay, guys. It is 9-12 and we are at break number two. I'm staying at 575 because I have a couple of continuity beefs. As a resident of the D.C. area for many, many decades, and again, I feel the need to preface this just to be really clear with you guys, I don't mind taking liberties with things that are fiction. I know it's not a documentary, but I have very strong opinions about specific settings. If you're going to set it in New York, you don't have farms and cows. And if you're going to set it in Alaska, you don't have beaches and so on and so forth. Okay, so... Um, Joan is coming up to 575, and, yeah, she agrees with me that they're going to have to earn anything higher than that. So one of my beefs is that when Gracie and Judith are in the basement, the walkers are strong enough to bust through that door with two shovels with long wooden handles. I, I picked those kinds of handles up. I own those shovels. There is no way that a decaying body has that much body strength If it was pushing with its body, it would push its body parts all over the floor. That is a very poor choice, and I don't know of any biological established reason why the walkers should be strong enough to do that. That was very, very bad. Also, continuity from a resident of this area. You have it set in Alexandria. You have Meridian close enough to be near a metro stop. If it is raining in Alexandria like that torrentially, it is raining in Meridian. And they have it like it's broad daylight and it's nice and pretty out. No. BS. Giant BS. And Jonah said, and commercial break number two. Okay. That's just her letting letting me know we're at break number two. Okay. We've established that. We're both at 575. Let me go back to my notes. Uh, We were starting trivia for tonight's episode. Co-stars tonight. Mandy Christine Kerr as Barbara. She is a resident of the Alexandria Safe Zone. She's been a founding member since season five when Alexandria was first introduced. Um, She's just a peripheral secondary fill-in character who's been here a long time and been parts of a lot of stuff. So she's on tonight somewhere. Annabelle Holloway is Gracie, Savior's daughter that Aaron adopted. Anthony Azor is R.J. Grimes. He will be seen. Ken Michael Spiller is Herschel Ree. Ethan McDowell as Washington, who is a Reaper. Zach Zadalis as Boone, who is a Reaper. Pardon my hiccups. I'm so sorry. Lex Loletta as Austin, who is a Reaper. Uncredited tonight, Seven as Dog. Unknown as Kim, who was a warden, one of the wardens that came to Alexandria. She was played by a different unnamed actress in Season 10, Episode 17, Home Sweet Home. We don't know the name of either one. Uh, Unknown... Baby actress, or actresses, probably twins, as Socorro, who's Coco Espinosa, is Rosita and Sadiq's baby. Um, we're not back yet, so I'll keep going. Unknown as Adam Sutton, 
It's been played by di- three different unknown infant actors, probably twins, in seasons 9, 10, and now 11. Uh, former member of the Whisperers, abandoned by his mother. Um, after Tammy and Earl died, Alden picked him up. And uh, Agatha, the corpse, is played by a prop. Ed Force is a hilltop refugee uh, listed as Survivor 202, and he's been with the show since season nine. We are back. I'll see you guys at break number three. Okay, it's 926. We are at commercial break number three, and Joan and I are still in agreement that there's some fun things going on, but we're going to stay at 575. They really just haven't earned higher. I've got some continuity bitching besides the geography stuff I said. Um, walkers should not be strong enough to fight in the water when they're fighting with Aaron down in the, that basement of that house. And why are they rising up in the water? They don't breathe. I realize they're being played by live actors, and the live actors need to breathe, but they can just cut the camera away and only film them when they're underwater. But I have done some research about what dead bodies do for my own projects where I was writing about these sorts of things. And other than the point where corpses get gas in them and like if they drown, they float back up. Um, Other than those times, dead bodies get waterlogged and they should not be floating up and they should not be rising up in the basement. They should just go from right where they are. They did a better portrayal of that sort of thing in Land of the Dead by George Romero, where the uh, walkers, or not walkers in this case, they would be zombies, um, or ghouls, technically. He never said zombie. Um, they are crossing the river by this high-rise city that is protected, and they are led by that big gas station zombie, and I apologize because I've actually met the guy who plays him, and I feel bad. I cannot remember the name of the character. But you know who I'm talking about? Big Daddy, I think. So anyway, we are not back yet, so I'm going to go to my notes while we have an opportunity and see what I haven't mentioned yet. Um, ah, last episode trivia, and that was episode eight, Four Blood, which was the 161st episode of Walking Dead ever. Last appearance of the Reapers, Paul Wells, Shetta, Deaver, and Pope. I don't know why Anchetta is mentioned again tonight. I'm a little fuzzy how that's going. Maybe it might have been a typo I should have erased. The title of the episode, Four Blood, refers to Daryl and Leah's allegiances to their respective families. Co-stars were Mandy Christine Kerr as Barbara, Annabelle Holloway as Grace, Anthony Azor as RJ, Ken Michael Spiller as Herschel, um, Zach Zadalis as Boone, Eric LeBlanc as Powell, Robert Hayes as Paul, Lex Lawletta as Austin, and Dane Davenport as Anchetta, the last five are Reapers. Uncredited people. Uh, Maya and Delaney Timber, who are twins that play Miriam, who's the infant daughter of Nabila and Jerry, and uh, unknown infant actor, or actually, I don't think he's an infant anymore, as Adam Sutton. Death, last time. Uh, Paul Wells, Tick, uh, confirmed fate pre-apocalypse, that was Pope's dog. Powell, Anchetta, Deaver, and Pope, and there were no errors listed for the last episode. Cast birthdays this week, I don't know if we're going to get to before we have to go back. I will see about that. Because since we've been gone for several weeks, we have a big pileup of birthdays. I think I did December and those without a date that I know of um, already the last time. So this time I have all of January and a lot of February. And it looks like we're still having commercials. So if this one doesn't go back, I will start doing birthdays for January. Yes, we're in a commercial with Taco Bell. Okay, January birthdays, cast and crew. Jeanne Goosen, who is Michelle or Shell of the Saviors. January 3rd, she's from Toronto. Norman Reedus' birthday, Mark Norman Reedus, technically, who plays Daryl. January 6th, he's a 12th night baby, Hollywood, Florida. Lauren Cohen, who plays Maggie, January 7th, she's from Philly, but she moved to the U.K. as a child which is why she has the accent. Uh, Merritt Carmen Weaver, who is Denise in Alexandria. They got shot with an arrow through the eye January 7th, and she is from New York City. 
Uh, Carrie Condon, who was Claire, the Irish woods woman in season four. It was kind of crazy, and Rick was having visions about her or something. January 9th, and she's from Thurles County, Tipperary, Ireland. I don't know if that's said differently than it looks. Okay, we are back. I will let you guys go and see you at break number four. Okay, guys, it's 940, and we're, I think, break number four. Um, Joan mentioned at the end, which I missed, although I love that Gabriel is still dark as hell. I do, too. Um, Joan says, loving Maggie right now, although Negan looks worried. I'll go to six. I don't know that Negan looks worried to me. I think he was kind of enjoying seeing Maggie remember that this is a place that she goes. Both of us are going to six. Uh, trailer for fear. Yeah. I mirror fuss. But I'm tired of. <sighs> this seems really contradictory because Daryl has a point, and I agree with it. That you go through all of this fighting just to stay alive, and then they pick each other off over stupid shit. On the other hand. I honestly don't think Leah and her family deserved to be let to walk out. And I think Maggie was perfectly justified what she did because they would totally have killed our erstwhile heroes in cold blood, the whole thing. Um, That's all I pretty much got to say about that. Let me try to go to my notes because we're going to go to um, Talking Dead when this is over. Uh, Let's do the birthdays. Where did we leave off? Uh, Ah, Christina Brucato, who is Amelia Ortiz, Elton's mom in World Beyond. January 14th, she's born in America, but I don't know where. Sabrina Gennarino, who was Tamiel in Oceanside. January 20th, Rochester, New York. Avi Nash, who was Sadiq. Um, January 24th, in the United States, don't know where. Callan Ryan Claude McAuliffe, who is Alden, Savior Defector to the Hilltop. January 24th, he's from Clontarf, New South Wales, Australia. I did not know that. It's funny how many actors they bring in here playing Americans who are not American. I don't know what I make of that. Andrew Rothenberg, who's Jim, part of Dale's Atlanta camp. January 26th, Los Angeles. Joshua goes by Josh McHale, who's Jared, a savior bully. Uh, He also played random walkers who were not the same character. January 27th in Conyers, Georgia. Adam Minarovich, Ed Pelletier. Okay. Joan went and got me the damn pronunciation, so let me go find it. Pelletier. Okay. Uh, since she went to the bother to get that for me. Uh, so anyhow, uh, he, Adam played Ed. Carol's husband, 30th, Houston, Texas. And Brett Anderson Butler, who was Timmy Rose Sutton, Hilltop Blacksmith's Earl's wife, January 30th, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, we are doing trailers for Viking-looking stuff, so uh, let me try to keep going. February birthdays. Griffin Cleveland, who's Billy in the Walking Dead webisodes, torn apart. February 2nd, Los Angeles, California. Kyla Kennedy-White uh, goes by Kyla Kennedy, who was uh, Micah in prison. February 4th, in Charleston, South Carolina, we have to bring on, look at the flowers. Just look at that. the flowers. Okay. Enver Jokai, it's G-J-O-K-A-J, and I had to have somebody write down how to pronounce it, who played Pete, it rescues the governor and Megan Tara's niece in season four, February 12th, Orange County, California. He's actually Albanian. Um, so he was born in Orange County, but, okay, this is still a commercial for something. Let me try to keep going. Jane Atkinson, who plays Georgie, February 18th in Bournemouth, Dorset, England. That's nice. She's almost close to me. I had a birthday on the 19th yesterday. Logan Miller, who plays Benjamin in the Kingdom, February 18th, Englewood, Colorado. And Michael Jonathan, Mike Zegan, who is Randall Culver, season two, episode nine, Survivors, February 20th, Ridgewood, New Jersey. And we are now back. Near the end of the birthday. See you at break number six. Okay, guys, 9.51, break number six. 
I'm gonna go to six two five. <laughs> Joan and I are like identical in scores tonight. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes we disagree. That's fine. Um, apparently Alden did not make it in the church where Maggie hold him up. I part of me was gonna be surprised if he made it, but it really did seem like they were setting up the scene for him to have made it, and he didn't. And I'm very sorry about that. Um, also, both Joan and I are like. Daryl, you're an idiot for forgiving Leah and letting her go because she sure as hell betrayed you big time and lied about you to get you killed. I have no idea why she deserves to live after that. And I know what he has said about, oh, you know, what are we fighting for if we're just going to do all that stuff? It's a great thing in principle, but that's one of the things that this genre explores. Like, how we behave in society is a veneer. It's a delicate veneer, even though it seems like we're far from those people. We're really not. And that's what we got to figure out. Okay. Um, have I done all of the, yes, I have done all of the February birthdays featured music from last episode, season 11, episode eight for blood. The song God will cut you down by Charlie Harper. It's, I don't think a remake of what Johnny Cash did. It's a different Um, I'm not sure. I don't know that song well enough. But anyway, that was what was playing over the trailer at the end of that episode. Um, Unaccounted for characters still remain Heath, Rick, and Georgie. I have taken Anne off the list because obviously we know what happened to her in World Beyond. Chris Hardwick is announcing Talking Dead, and I'm actually just getting to that now. Talking Dead is back with showrunner Angela Kang, Lauren Cohen, and Lynn Collins, who played Leah, well, plays Leah. I actually am going to, I'm going to turn on, oh, well, no, I can't. Chris Hardwick is talking. Joan, if you want to let me know if he said anything other than who's going to be on the show, that's fine. I have links that I have collected in case we run out of things to talk about, but I don't think that's a problem. I'm, it's 9.54, so we've only got about, we roughly ballpark 10 minutes. So I have the rest of the second half or the second third properly of season 11. So episode 163 next week, 163 slash 10 new haunts. The writer is Magali Lozano and the director is again, John Amiel. That's on the 27th. Uh, This is still a trailer. 164 slash 11 is called rogue element. None of the writers and directors have been announced past next week. So that's on March 6th. 165-12, All or Nothing, March 13th. 166-13, Warlords, March 20th. 167-14, The Rotten, on the 27th. 168-15, we don't have a title, uh, and that's April 3rd. 169-16, same April 10th, and then the following week, fear will begin. And we are in a weird pink Mountain Dew commercial. Um, Let me see if there's anything else. Oh, upcoming shows in NDB Media. I'm glad I got time to to say that for my fellow compatriots in radio. Monday Night in America with Roger Noriega, Mondays at 10 p.m. Roger D. Noriega brings you his unique take on politics, current events, entertainment, sci-fi, and history that is currently hosted on StreamYard. Uh, Fandom Access Week in Review, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Join the TV tantrum of Jamie, Karen, and AJ as they digest another night of TV. Uh, Different shows each week. The Rock and Roll Shrink Radio Show will next be on, not this coming Wednesday, but a week from, on March 2nd, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Join me and Atlanta psychologist Dr. Stephen Mathis, PsyD, a.k.a. The Rock and Roll Shrink, as we discuss matters of mental health and mental health. All right, we are back. I'll see you guys at the end. Okie dokie, it is 10.04, and we are going straight into the Talking Dead, so I'm going to keep this short to let you guys get to it. Uh, Joan has said maybe Daryl let her go more for his own sake than hers, but, yeah, I think Maggie and Negan are more honest about their views of how the world works now. He only mentioned the three that we already knew about on Talking Dead, so if there's a surprise, even he isn't mentioning it. Um and what the fuck, Daryl, dum- doubling down on the dumbass, apparently. Jones ending on 6-5. 
I was going to say the same. And Talking Dead is remote again for the time being. I, you know, Omicron happened after the last one, so that's fine. Anyhow, let me check with my notes real quick. I believe I have said everything. Oh, not quite. Um, Travel Itch Radio on the 24th. Uh, Travel Itch Radio heads south on February, tw- uh, February 24th with Travis Curry, Manager of Public Relations for the Atlanta Convention and Visitors Bureau, our interview guest. Listen live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as Dan Schlossberger and Mary Ellen Nugent Lee ask him about what's new, what's old, and what's different in the Georgia Capitol. Hear about Olympic Park, CNN Center, the Carter Presidential Library, Martin Luther King's Birthplace, World's Coca-Cola, the Georgia Aquarium, Truist Park, and the Varsity, the world's first and largest drive-in restaurant, which I have been to. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, Not only to everybody who's joining us tonight, but those of you who might be listening later via podcast, iTunes, or the Blog Talk Radio website. Special appreciation to our host, NDB Media, and we hope you guys will join us next weekend for another live watch party on the same network. Please watch our Facebook page for next week's showtimes and episode links. See you all later. Thank you and good night.